Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. The Triforce is back in the building. I am here with Tyler Gunther, James Kreese, myself, your lovely host, Doug Eddy, fresh off a, another live Scott Fishbowl draft in the city of Boston, in the Beantown. I ran the draft board the whole time. I'm becoming uh, notorious with running the draft board. We did 18 rounds in person, Tyler. Are you impressed? That is very impressive, but... Also, I feel like you guys were just, uh, you know, I, I checked out the pictures. It looked like there wasn't as many kids, and it was just you guys were ready to go. You guys had a bunch of magazines. We had we had one kid in our uh, <laughs> in our division with his dad, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, He was serious. He was getting the picks in right away. Yeah, the kids sitting next to me and my son, they were definitely hardcore into it, and my son was watching iPad, so good on him. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I think there was only a couple. I only noticed a couple of kids, and one of them was a father-son team in our division, and they did a. They actually drafted a really good team, sniped a few of my picks. I had Sam Laporta snatched away right in front of me. I saw that. And that was shocking in the 10th round because I was like, oh, Laporta, he'll last. No. Nope. Well, it, Kelly okay. the sniper got me. So Shot I me do, right in the ankle. I do want to talk about Laporta in our draft. Uh, Thor, if you guys know him, he does great work for college football. Odinson? B- big big Iowa fan loves Iowa tight ends he's a big Hawkinson guy took Hawkinson really early well we're all talking like oh is this Sam Laporta territory finally Scott who was sitting next to me just kept auto picking him every round from like six round on Sam Laporta and then finally Scott two rounds before put him in like the 10th round is like okay I'm shooting my shot and it was he like he (laughs) Thor's like yep I'm taking him you got it right yeah, his he went above ADP, which was disappointing. Tight ends, it was weird watching the tight ends go ahead of ADP. The nice thing is that I drafted uh, Kelsey and Hawkinson, so I didn't have to feel pressure to draft another tight end. I felt pretty secure there. Um, but it was definitely <laughs> – that was Leo Pasiga and me. He's not my dad. Nice. Um, yeah, Leo is in my division. Uh, always fun to draft with Leo. He brought his son, who's uh, – he's at college age, so he's not a little kid at all. Um, but his son is always a good sport. He's been at the last two – Scott Fishbowl live drafts, which is awesome. So just a great experience to see a lot of um, faces that you know and friends that you know and to make new friends. So that's what I love most about Scott Fishbowl and the draft is that that live draft experience and the chaos of having 48 people drafting in the same room and there's beer yeah. and there's food and there's prizes. Man, we had, we had sweet tickets for the uh, Celtics. We had three Bruins tickets. We had a $500 underdog credit. We had a pool. Like one of those Intex pools got raffled off. Nice. Like there was a, a 50-50 raffle for 200 and something dollars. It was a $100 Citizen Crust gift card. We had a ton of cool Let's raffles. Let's hope those Bruins tickets are not for the playoffs and hopefully yeah, the regular season. <laughs> um, I, I was too shy of getting the $500 underdog credit, which I would have laughed if I did get it because uh, I already have a stack of underdog credit I'm sitting Which on, we are so. totally looking forward to use with all oh, the people I wait listening. until football season. Oh, yes. yeah. 100%. Yeah. I wait until football season. So, yeah, I would have just uh, I would have just sat on it, and then I would have been a big baller with the underdog. And speaking of bitch, speaking of bitch, what I just <laughs> oh, do there? Oh. Oh. You, did, you said dog. 
So I did. <laughs> I was just thinking female dog. Don't cancel me. I'm using the cancel term. Cancel I'm using the dog. term within the correct context. Great. Now I'm not going to see him because you're going to be canceled. I no knew I should like, uh, typo check the, the You're like, the Doug show can't sheet. fly out to Minnesota. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, listeners, first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Thank you. Facebook Live. Check us out every every week around 830 to 9 o'clock Eastern on Sunday nights. Uh, but I'm going to be flying to Tyler and my good friend Damon out in Minnesota, and I'll be leaving in a scant three days. I'll be leaving Thursday morning and then coming back Monday night. I am very, very pumped and excited for this trip. I just checked the weather, Tyler. The weather is going to be Beautiful. a beaut. It's going to be in the 80s. There's a little thunderstorm, I think, one of the days on Sunday. Not a big deal. It's going to be way better yes. than it is here because it can't stop raining in New England. Saturday um, is what we're calling humid. Doug Day up here in Minnesota. Doug Day. I mean, Doug I told Day. my parents, my sister wants to meet you because she watches if she's watching. And uh, yeah, they're all like, oh, yeah, I want to meet I want to meet him. I so, told yeah, my wife, I'm like, I want to feel like a weird celebrity, like a mini celebrity. It's going to be fun. So definitely looking forward to it. We'll take some pictures and we'll tweet them on the I'll, on the DHH account. I'll wave from New Jersey. James will be like, hey. From, probably from the beach. No, you don't, probably. you don't wave there. You just fist bump, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know when else you fist pump is when you go on underdog.com or you download their app from the Play Store or the Google Store and you fist pump your way into Best Ball Mania, the biggest underdog contest ever. $3 million to first place. They've got the Mastiff, which is brand new. Uh, you can enter that now. They've got all sorts of different contests. NFL is heating up. The Scott Fish Bowl, to me, is the official kickoff of the fantasy season uh, when it comes to stuff like best ball and redraft. So I am super pumped to spend some underdog credit. I love doing the props for the games, the yes. over-unders. That's my favorite way to play underdog. I, I love doing that. You know, a little add a little bit here, do like a five-player parlay action. Uh, I remember I got like 10 David Montgomery yards away from a couple hundred dollar hit last year, but I, you know, I don't remember things like that. So it's okay. Did um, you see that video of him with the stretch bands? Yes. No. That, yes, I did. We can talk rough. about that a little bit later. That was yeah. rough. Like I saw that and I'm like, Oh my God. I haven't yikes. been on Twitter all weekend. So I, I, you'll have to fill me in on the stretch band saga of David Montgomery. Oh, it, it right. was great. But you can go on there right now. You can play golf. You can do NFL, obviously. Baseball is live right now as well. Just Underdog is the best way to play daily fantasy. So go and download their app right now. Use code DHH to have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. You can start with as much as 200 bucks or as much as 10 bucks If you just want to put $5 in, you should do more than that because you know what? You're going to use it, and you're going to get addicted very quickly to Underdog. So check out Underdog Fantasy today. We have some news. We've got a lot of contractual news. We've got signings. And we've got some pay cuts to talk about. There's three big ones. This is the big three news spots of the week. So the first one, uh, first and foremost, the most important one in James's heart is good friend, hot take aficionado, Evan Ingram. The Jaguars signed Evan Ingram before the Monday franchise tag deadline to a three-year, $42.5 million contract, $24 million guaranteed at signing, you know, Evan Ingram had a great rookie season, and then he was injury-plagued for the seasons leading up to his breakout season for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, where he was the tight end five, had a career-best 73 catches, 766 yards, wasn't his career-best, and four, and four touchdowns with Trevor Lawrence and company last year. Obviously, the Jaguars bring in Calvin Ridley, so the targets will get redistributed a little bit. But James, I'm going to give this one to you. Long term, I know a lot of people were like, oh, they drafted Brenton Strange, and a lot of people liked him. 
no, see you I later. Th- I think the contract <laughs> matches up perfectly for his skill set and what they're trying to do in that offense. Uh, we talked about it last year with the transition of Ingram into that offense, shadowing what Doug Peterson did it in Philadelphia with Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. Um, Evan Ingram is is going to be utilized in that offense more so than everybody else thinks. I know they brought in Calvin Ridley. Um, I don't see it changing much. Evan Ingram is going to play the short short side of the field, and he's a target. He's why wouldn't you love tight tight end five? I, I maybe a hot take. He, he repeats. My only concern, take? my a little bit. My only concern with Ingram is that he did. He was very. He ran very hot and cold. Like, and that was a little frustrating. He's I know a, a lot of tight ends end, have a tendency so. to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot Kinda of goes with the territory have a tendency to do that. But that was one of my big thing is that Engram had, would have like a two or three game stretch that was really good and then be quiet. So um, will he repeat his tight end five? I'm going to go. I'm going to take the no on that. The nice I'll be bidding is, the under on underdogs. The nice part is even though he got tight end five last year and he, he could be a little underneath that. You don't have to pay that price. Like that's the nice True. thing about Ingram is because of his jaded history of you know letting you down and had a huge stretch of just dropping the ball with the Giants last year. He kind of comes back to relevance and then all of a sudden he's he's not rising in ADP. He's staying where he is mm-hmm. and Kittle's about the same age as him and Kittle seems way higher of a price. And me personally, I think yeah, Kittle might get a little more touchdowns, but I think volume wise. Ingram might be there, and uh, as I think much I'd as rather have Ingram than Kittle. One for personally. one, if I was paying the same price, no, I would probably go Kittle. But yeah. the price is what I'm talking about, right? Is, exactly in yes. this whole entire thing, because you could get Kittle's yak ability sets him apart from Ingram. Ingram yeah. doesn't have that in his game, or at I least mean, he, he hasn't in a while. He, yeah, he, he should, should yeah. but he kind of is like Mike Evans, where he catches and falls. So. Yeah, for for me, if I could do Kittle for Ingram plus, say like uh, second, one of these maybe? one you of these rookie receivers, second, like Quentin Johnson plus Ingram for Kittle and a tight end premium, you might be able to get that done. I know you guys aren't Quentin Johnson fans, but like Flowers, you might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. There's there's routes where you can kind of downgrade, you know, quote unquote, downgrade your tight end to Evan Ingram, but you might not even be downgrading. Yeah, that's a good point. In other news, and this is a move that I talked about to at least two to three weeks ago with Joe Mixon, is that, you know, there's, I was like, you know what, there's no smoke here. There's no fire with the smoke. So I think Joe Mixon is going to remain a Cincinnati Bengal because he would have been you cut did. by now. I remember. Yeah. And uh, Joe Mixon was due over $10 million this season. He took a $4.39 million pay cut, putting his salary at $5.5 million. He'll make a similar base pay next year, leaving open the chance that Mixon returns for an eighth season. It's crazy to, to feel that he's been in the league seven years already. Um, and he's still relatively young. You know, Joe Mixon is, I think a lot of you look at Mixon and what they were going to do at the running back position. The, the writing was on the wall that Mixon was coming back. And that's what I've, I've always said and always believed. So, you know, in dynasty circles, you know, there was a window where you could probably get Mixon on the cheap. And I still think he has potential to be a back end RB one in that offense you know, with their improvements along the line with them um, uh, signing Orlando Brown Jr. was a big one. And, you know, he, I know he had one big game last year, right? And that skewed a lot of his numbers. But the year before that, Mixon was awesome. And you look at the depth chart, Travion Williams, Chris Evans, what, Chase Brown? Yep. There's not, I think a, lot, we'd, there's not I, a lot there. 
I think with this contract renegotiation, it, it really just puts him out there as, okay, yeah, he probably will stay there for the next two years. They're looking to give Joe Burrow that contract money. And you know what? I think he, he's his value in Dynasty has caught up to his value on the field. All right. They know that they can implement other players into that system and it'll work. But maybe Joe Mixon is the guy to do it. And, and he's going dynasty running back 19 right now. I'm okay with that because of the production I'm going to get out of him. If I'm going to start up, I'm okay with that. Yeah, 100%. Tyler, you got any words on Mixon? I don't, I don't know. Like for me, it's almost like they're like, hey, you know, I get you've helped us win, but we're going to throw the ball more. So you either need to take a pay cut or you're going to get cut. And he decided to take the pay cut because he sees Delvin Cook, Zeke Elliott having issues getting on Kareem teams. Hunt. Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette. Like, these guys aren't signing big deals. And they're like, hey, you know, we'll pay you six mil, but you need to f- drop. Like, you need to take a cut because we're yeah. going to be throwing the ball more. He's a good pass protector, and he can catch the ball at the backfield. But I think they are taking a step in the Kansas City direction and being like, hey, we could just go running back by committee and throw the ball all over the yard. We got better weapons at receiver than Kansas City, and our line is better. I think we're going to see a whole new offense, and I, I have a yeah. gut feeling Joe Mixon is going to fade fast. So I'm just staying away from him. Yeah, I don't think he'll fade fast. I think he made a very smart business decision for and, him. Uh, for yeah, for him, you know, to not be a street free agent. I thought it was wild, you know, when Scott Fishbowl we got through those 18 rounds in four free agent running backs got drafted, which I've never seen happen. Um, so it's a different time for running backs as we've been talking about for a while, it's you know, sad. there's so much talent in the league. Um, but yeah, I, I like Mixon going back to Cincinnati. I think he has the upside to be a back end RB one in that offense. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where it plays out. And if you had him on your roster, you probably held, I mean, I don't think anyone was selling on the cheap, but you if they were, really. then yeah. But if you, if you were able to, acquire on the cheap then i think you just made a little bit of value back with this move so that's always a good thing in dynasty so last but not least we've got fresh news we have we, we have a breaking news sounder tyler we should get one does it go no but this was when i saw this hit i was like yes we get to talk about it on the podcast it's not happening after we re-record or monday nice. morning yeah, so yeah. it's always nice to get that yep. right off the fresh like farmer's market fresh. Yeah. So the biggest free agent on the market right now has decided on a team. DeAndre Hopkins has decided to join the Tennessee Titans on a two-year deal. The contract reportedly comes with a $12 million base salary. He can make up to $15 million with incentives. The incentives are pretty lofty. Um, So obviously that's $3 million in available incentives each year. If he reaches 95 catches, 1,050 yards, I think that one's doable. 10 touchdowns in that offense. Okay. Um, the last time he hit those numbers all together was back in 2018, I five years math. ago. Yeah, five years ago. Um, his receptions and yardage he hit just a couple of years ago in 2020 with Arizona. So let's talk a little fantasy fallout. Um, my first reaction was, okay, I don't mind the spot. I would have loved for him to be a New England Patriot. That, but I that get was the dream why. spot. I don't get it. I but I get, get I get why they probably didn't offer him as much money. I get it. And Bill. Um, my first reaction was, uh, this maybe in, impacts Chig a little bit from a target share percentage. I don't think it really affects Traylon Burks all that much. Their wide receiver depth chart was so poor that Hopkins immediately is a starter. You've still got Kyle Phillips there. You've got Traylon Burks. I mean, who's their next receiver? Nick Westbrook-Akine still? Yeah, who is just a guy. Like, he's if anybody's thinking he's yeah. like, oh, watch out, break. Yeah, no, he's just a guy. He is 
the equivalent. I, I think Russell Gage is better than him, and I would say Russell Gage is just a guy. That's fair. That's completely fair. What do we think about Tannehill now? I mean, he's he's so cheap, but the <laughs> fact is, what's going to happen after this year? If we're talking dynasty, he was QB thirty two off the board in Scott Fishbowl. If if we're talking dynasty, like Scott Fishbowl, it's different. You're getting the year production. And I don't think they want to put Levis into the situation. No, but maybe not if they don't have to. There's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. But if they're losing, Tannehill's job is up for grabs, and they need to see what they got out of Levis because they traded up to go get him. So for me, it's like, okay, Ryan Tannehill dynasty, you're getting one year. Hopefully he goes to a new team. Or is he going to get Andy Dalton? Is he just going to all of a sudden just become a backup? That's going to be the issue. Yeah. I don't think he's like Derek Carr where another team's going to want him. He He's played okay, but he's he's an Alex Smith light. That That's my opinion. Like He's what Alex Smith was, but I think Alex Smith was actually a better game manager than Tannehill. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll pour yeah. some gravy on those mashed potatoes. I don't think the game script changes that much. All right. We we always look at the Titans as a run first team and then, you know, it's a run first offense, it's a run second offense and then they thinking about passing the ball. They only threw the ball about 325 times last year. I don't see that going up that much unless there's a massive injury to Derrick Henry. And and we we don't want that. We don't want that. Yeah, but, however, there is enough targets to go around. You think about it, 50 targets to the backfield, 60 targets to the backfield, and then the rest of them are spread around between the three uh, receiving players. Hopkins obviously is going to get his. He usually gets eight to ten targets per game. He's going to eat there just like A.J. Brown did. Traylon Burks, it's going to stall his development. It is going to shadow him a little bit. Or could help. He, it could it, help. He, it's actually just going to lead to less target share and less attempts to prove his worth. He's a massive buy to me. Like you get a oh, learn for route, sure. you get a learn route running from Hopkins, who similar build, similar style play, but you got a more explosive Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing he needed to work on was route running. Like he he came in raw at the route running position like area and now he's got one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, if if Hopkins is open to it, this is what he wants. But then we gotta remember Julio Jones came in the Tennessee and everybody was pumped about it. So this could be just a dead zone. This could be a struggle bus area. And Derrick Henry, how many years does he have left? That uh, line is awful. It's bad. They drafted somebody, uh, a safe offensive lineman in the first round this year. But, man, this is going to be interesting. That's all I'm going to say. This team yeah, is I going agree. to be very interesting. Yep. They they have the uh, there's an opportunity they're one of the worst offenses in the league just because they're not going to be able to protect Tannehill Henry if he hits that wall and struggles behind that line I mean we all believe in Derrick Henry but that 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 bubble's got to pop at some what point. are you giving for Traylon Burks right now if you were going out to buy Aww. say your rookie draft has not happened yet late first late first I'd want him over Quentin Johnson or Zay okay. Flowers. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I'd put him right next to Trey Flowers with D-Hop coming over. Well, Trey Flowers is a corner, so... Zay Flowers. <laughs> Zay Flowers. I I honestly would have him very close to Jordan Addison. Hmm. I think that's Those fair. two. Because as much as I really like Addison, how high of a ceiling can he have with Jefferson there? And then Burks, I think, is still scratching the surface of what he can be. Yeah, you know what else is scratching the surface of what they can be? 
it's trophy smack. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures from yes. the LA Scott Fishbowl in the trophy smack offices. Every time I see it, I get, I get totally envious um, because it, it would just be an awesome experience. So hopefully Tyler can connect with Matt one, one of these years and yes, like, where hey. I was. <laughs> he asked, he goes, where were you? And I go, uh, like, I was here, but I was here. I never got the invite, but thanks. Um, the, the post, the post party invite, always a fun one. Yes. Um, but you can upgrade your custom, your fantasy league today, whether you play football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, everything is completely customizable. They have the right trophy for you. And when you use code DHH ring, you get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. They did a promotion at our Scott fishbowl. The highest scoring team out of all four divisions will win the Scott fishbowl ring. Um, which is really cool. So lots of incentive there, um, which is a lot of fun. And I got to see it in person and it is a beaut. It is a really, really nice piece of jewelry. I don't know. I wear it around my neck probably on a chain, you know, like I'm in a high school, like I got my boyfriend's ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of those. Uh, so you can use code DHH ring again. If you, if you just wrapped up basketball and hockey, get your championship trophies and belts right now. Football, if you haven't done it already, man, what kind of commissioner are you, uh, honestly? I just then, got my 2023 draft board. Yeah, and you know, oh, speaking of the draft boards, we use the Trophy Smack draft board in my division, and uh, g- really good quality, not a single missing player sticker. I didn't have to write in anyone, which almost never happens, and I love that they had the Smack Talk stickers on there. Oh, I used yeah. them. I used them on the board. Uh, the embarrassing Baker Mayfield pick I put on there. And then for anyone in the first round, they had player stickers. So I put Kelsey above mine, McCaffrey above uh, Steve, who drafted McCaffrey, and so on and so forth. So it was a lot of fun. Um, really cool draft kit. I like that a lot. The stickers were really high quality. Very easy to make look very laser lined because I'm all about that tidy draft board life. Uh, so check out Trophy Smack again, code DHH ring at checkout. So I, I want to intervene. As you were just talking about, in high school around your neck, I thought of something that they should make. And I just brought it up to Matt. I text him and I said, you guys should make varsity jackets where you guys could put patches for championships. Oh, that is Like sweet. championships on oh. the sleeves. See, maybe that's the pins. idea that gets us flown out to LA. Yeah, I that, think so. That's an idea. But I, in my and head, we get jackets up. with our names on them. That's and then yeah, you can put you know your last. We name got the, the DHH back. logo here. We can have the I, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, we can you can have Dynasty patches. Trade Addicts. I can have my roster size does matter. I won a lot of leagues last and year. And you know Let's what? Go. That makes I'm a lot of patches. sense, Tyler, because with with the championship belt that I have, I have the two years that I won my home league. I took my home league emblem and I put it on the belt. So yeah. you could do it with a jacket. That's yeah, all. just a jacket, like a like a jacket patch. Like you can, yeah. It, I just I thought of it. I'm like, God, that'd be so cool. And you get to choose your colors, the leather, and then the inside. And then yeah. you show up to the fantasy expo. You're repping your team, like you know. You, you get a big grease lightning champion. You guys, like, I think we just found our ticket to get to L.A. Let's go. <laughs> you better drop a, a like if you like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are talking about the NFC North today not the afc north like it shows in the show sheet i almost ron burgundied it but i didn't i caught myself i'm quick oh there it is it's live changes in the the sheet let's go our dynasty divisional breakdown is the nfc north this week and we are going to start with the state that i will be in next on thursday minnesota while i'm hanging with tyler and damon we're going to talk about the vikings let's talk a little depth charty action we all know kirk cousins star of the netflix series quarterback right star uh, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. We got Jaron Hall, who they drafted this year. Who's there? Who's the number two there right now? 
Tyler in Minnesota. Oh God, who's the guy they traded for that was with Sam Fran? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. There yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like the guy who everybody thought was the next big thing when he's with San Fran. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Not so much. At running back, you've got Alexander Madison, the new RB1. We've also got our boy Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride. Nene Wangu is also there, the kick uh, kick returner extraordinaire. Tight end, we got TJ Hawkinson. They spent big money in the offseason on Josh Oliver, more of a blocking option. And then at receiver, they make the big move in the draft with Jordan Addison in the first round to pair with Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen moves on to the Carolina Panthers, but they still have KJ Osborne. And then uh, outside of that, eh, not a lot. <laughs> Jalen Naylor. You want to go deep diving. Jalen <laughs> Naylor. Let's go. Yeah. So Am I going to talk? Is, is, is this expected? Um, up here in Minnesota, I would say the one thing that happened this offseason was keeping Kirk Cousins. The rumors of him being traded were, were there. And they're like, oh, they're in a rebuild mode. But honestly, when you have the best receiver in the NFL, you're really never in rebuild mode. Uh, he always keeps you in games. He just makes big plays. And I think Cousins should just stay here and retire. Personally, unless he goes to San Fran, I don't think he's going to be in a better position than he is here in Minnesota. So for me, I think they should sign him for another three years. I don't care if it's fully guaranteed because you know what? When you have a quarterback like this, that can he's just just right on the fence of game manager, but he does more. Like he he's over the fence just a tad more. He he pushes the team in the right direction. Addison should help. He's he's going to help out with the production. I think he's going to help out with Jefferson more than Thielen because people are like, oh, Thielen's old. He can't run that much. He's just pretty much He only much a ran pro. like the second most routes in the league or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, you can do that when you're running curls and short outs. So that's, routes that's, route, where, yep, that's what Alan, Adam Thielen was. Hawkinson, I do think, will get more involved, and he's going to get paid. For me personally, I think that's why they kind of held off Cousins because they got Jefferson coming up. And they got Hawkinson coming up, and they just didn't pay that much for a tight end to not pay him in the future. I think they want to keep Hawkinson. This this line is so much better when uh, Durasal is is in the line when he's healthy, which was very slim, I would say. But Alexander Madison is what this team is kind. Of, you're, everybody's kind of focused on. Now, I thought. To myself, if they don't sign Delvin Cook, because there is an offer out there, rumors have that one year seven offer. million, right? Probably, yeah. But there is an offer. Delvin's Cook, a fool not to Cook, take that. yeah, Cook should take it. If he doesn't, Madison will be an RB one. They're going to give him enough touches. They're going to throw him the ball because me personally, I don't think they trust the other two. McBride's fine, but uh, Ty Chandler's fine. They're not anything like Madison is. The issue is, is you gamble. Right now, Madison's price is great. But with the fear of Delvin coming back, this price hasn't reached peak. He's still young. He's 24 years old. What is your guys' – like, I'm having trouble with it because there's a there's a chance for me in UDPL. I thought to myself, I could trade Gibbs for Madison plus Chig plus a little more. Like, for me, it's a running back. I'm, I don't care either way. I struggle with running backs in Dynasty now. But – what is your guys' thoughts on Madison coming into this year? Because that is pretty much the big questionable piece in this offense. We all know what Jefferson is. He's wide receiver one. Uh, Jordan Addison, everybody expects yeah. him to be kind of a Kelvin Ridley light 
coming into the year. Like, could he be a thousand yard receiver with six touchdowns, eighty catches? That's that's kind of like what we're expecting. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know. He he should pr- produce as a wide receiver three for dynasty or fantasy teams. But what Madison is the question? All right, uh, I'll take this one and I'll tie it back into what you had said about Kirk Cousins. You know, he's in the last year of his deal. All right. He, I like the fact that you said he, he, he's going to come back and I believe it. I think he takes a pay cut. He's 30. He's going to be 35 years old. He's going to try to stay with the team that, that he knows the system. He knows the players around him. He's comfortable in the offense. And I think that bleeds over to what Alexander Madison is. Alexander Madison signed through 2024. All right. This is his make or break year, in my opinion, because the way running backs are valued right now in the NFL the Minnesota Vikings could just go out and get another one next year in the second or third round, and no one would bat an eye at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm selling Alexander Madison. I've waited too long for his value to come up to where it needed to be to get rid of him. I'm not banking on him being anything more, Tyler, in season than a low RB2. Okay. Then now that's. Is that without Delvin Cook? Because I think personally he is an RB one with the volume and the way. I don't think he can handle the volume, and that's the problem. I mean, that was a problem. He he did get twenty or so carries. He couldn't handle it. He got once he got up to the wasn't very efficient. Twenty twenty carry a game. Yeah, it's like twenty. His his yards per carry dipped. He never hit over five yards per carry. I think he's in the 3.8. Yeah, the catches are there, and that's great. I think that's what they want to do with this offense. They bring in Jordan Addison, who will immediately probably have, at minimum, 80 targets this season. And I think that's a healthy start, and and it probably will be north of that. Yeah, probably. But Jefferson's going to get his. Hawkinson, we saw starting to flash game to game last year. If he gets anywhere between seven and eight targets a game, he's going to be a monster as well. I think the Vikings want to pass first and run later, and it really doesn't matter who's really running the ball. It's a copycat him. league, and they saw Kansas City win with Pacheco, get it, giving them 15 carries a game. Yeah, like it, it's a game. It's it's NFL where they throw all over the yard, and the running back only needs. 10 to 15 carries the main running. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the thing with Madison is, is interesting because I have Alexander Madison on a couple of rosters right now, yeah. and I haven't tried to actively move him yet, but I feel if Dalvin cook does not resign with the Vikings and it sounds like, you know, he has an offer, but you know, it's like going back to a score and an offer over, with right? Miami as well. You know? Sure. So does he take less? Who knows to go to Miami? We don't know. Let's play but Hopkins. So. I feel that if Dalvin Cook signs with a team that's not the Minnesota Vikings, then that is the time. Bingo. To move Madison is if you you kind of uh, split it and be like, all right, I'm going to hold them now. If Dalvin Cook resigns with the Vikings, you're going to take a little bit of an L, at least, you know. But if you're if you think he's going to go elsewhere, then you can really make up because then Madison's value will definitely rise. Um, because it'll be all the hype because like, oh, it doesn't have to worry about Dalvin cook. Now the rumors, blah, 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 blah. So uh, a couple leagues that I have him, you know, I've, he's a good depth piece for me because he was pretty much my Dalvin cook handcuff in these leagues. Um, but yeah, I would wait and hope that cook signs with the team and then jump on moving Madison because that's when he's going to be the most desirable and you'll get yeah. the biggest return for him. It's kind of like with the backup running backs too. Like Ty Chandler is pretty much free right now, but mm-hmm. With the news that it's just Madison, he's more expensive. If Delvin Cook signs there again, 
uh, I think his hopes are more doomed than McBride. McBride is only 21. Ty Chandler came in a little older. He was a little older, so I think he's like 24. So as a running back, especially with Madison signed for two more years, that kind of puts him in a, in a hard position when they can have sure. McBride for a little a little bit longer. So, I don't think Cook goes back there. Just be personal. I, I don't either. I think I think yeah. if, if if there was any chance that he was going to take a pay cut, um, I think they would have worked it out before they released him. Yeah, typically yeah. that doesn't happen where a, a player gets released and then goes back to the team on a small. It's very rare that that I happens. I see Baltimore just coming out of nowhere and signing him. Mm, that's a good one too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams. That, the Patriots, they have cap room. There's been rumors. I mean, they need a running back. I mean, their backup is Ty Montgomery, too. Pierre Strong. <laughs> I actually think they're okay at receiver, to be completely honest. Okay. Um, but uh, running back, uh, I mean, Ramondre and Dalvin Cook backfield. That's very, very I, nice. Clark. I'd be cool, not for fantasy, but like for, as a real football fan. Oh man, that'd be a ton of fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's fun for your real football team, but he is definitely going to hurt some fantasy running back this year for sure. Speaking of hurt, now there's not a lot of hurt here, but the Detroit Lions are the next team I want to talk about. Everybody's favorite underdog team last year with Dan Campbell biting shins and ankles. And, you know, they were on hard knocks. Jamal Williams was a big favorite. Um, You know, they had a beautiful end to the season where they finished really strong, didn't miss the playoffs by much um, for Detroit. And they go into this year with high hopes and they make some really bold moves in the NFL draft on offense. And they made some nice moves on defense in free agency. And, you know, we see Jared Goff sitting atop the the depth chart. They did draft Hendon Hooker as a long-term backup. He might get um, IR this year because he's coming off of a knee injury. I know a lot of people liked him. There was rumors he could be a first-round pick. That was silly. Uh, and he wasn't. He ended up going in the third round to Detroit. Um, and Detroit's backup, remind me again, after Goff, they went through like eight of them last year, I feel like. Tim Boyle, oh, David Blau, like. I think they're all gone, though. I think they're all gone. I think, I, I think it brought might someone else be, in. It, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. It's right there. You know, it's, it's Nate it's Sudfield. Ah. Nate Sudfield and Hendon yeah. Hooker. Okay. And I, Hendon, Hooker, Hendon Hooker is, is not playing this year. No. There's a chance he might, though. I would red not put past them not redshirting him. Yeah. So it's Jared Goff and Logout for the Detroit Lions at quarterback. We all know the running back situation. It got shook up after they drafted Jameer Gibbs. Jamal Williams is out of town. David Montgomery and his bands that we have to talk about. Um, <laughs> he's going to lead the way with Jamar Gibbs as his backup. They have Craig Reynolds still there. Um, you know, he's a, a big team guy. That he was he was Netflix. featured on Hard Knocks too, which is really cool. Um, and they lost DeAndre. Well, they traded DeAndre Swift to Philadelphia. And then at receiver, surprisingly, they didn't make any moves at receiver, really. It's it's Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds. Uh, Quintez Cephas is gone because he likes to gamble. Jamison Williams is suspended for six games. I thought that Detroit Marvin would be. Marvin Jones. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, the they, they, they brought back Marvin Jones, the ghost of Marvin Jones. Um, <laughs> they brought him back. And, of course, at tight end, they trade TJ Hawkinson last year. Um, they got a lot of touchdowns out of tight ends that no one cared about to be honest but now they bring in sam laporta at the very top of the second round a top 35 pick my guy sam laporta to really make a difference in this offense that maybe that's why they didn't bring in a receiver because they are as sold on sam laporta as i am uh in an unreasonable way uh so i am really looking forward to the detroit offense but james we look at detroit do you think that they can make even more of a leap than they made last year behind that great offensive line that they have? Yeah. The offensive line didn't really change that much. I think no. they add um, a weapon with Jameer Gibbs mainly. I mean, we were all waiting for when Swift 
would actually break out. Uh, he caught some passes, but he also made a lot of mistakes when he was running the ball. And I think they they eliminated that by bringing in Jamal Williams last year, and Jamal Williams crushed it. Now they have David Montgomery. David Montgomery is not going to do the same thing. And if you go on Twitter, and Tyler, we can talk about the bands now. This is so bad. So <laughs> David Montgomery is in a training session. Maybe it's rehab. Who knows? Um, hopefully it was because he had. Well, he hurt himself again for sure. If it yeah, was. <laughs> he had some. Uh, re- what is it? Resistance, uh, ret- bands. Resistance bands, bands around his wrapped waist. around his waist. And he's like hustling against the, the torque of them. Like a yeah, sled. sled, he had a weight sled behind him, and he was running. And he literally fell backwards. The way, the the bands fell did he, back. Did he break his wrist when he did it though? The thing the thing no. is, is he he, he landed ran, okay. He, stuck he ran the landing. forward, not as cool as me. And right. he he was kind of upset with himself that something didn't happen. And then he kind of just stood up straight, not realizing that he had bands around him, resistant bands that were tied to a lot of weight behind him, and he kind of just let go of his body and then he kind of realized like oh crap so he kind of stuck like stumbled a little bit and caught himself honestly the the force that came back i was not i was kind of shocked he did not tear his acl or something because it was it was a lot of force and then he just stumbled backwards and his coach kind of like they showed his coach or whoever's training him and just rolling his eyes and just like oh my god like it was it was bad all right, it was bad. It, it definitely was bad, but it does give you a little insight on what they're trying to use him for. All right, they're building up his What's... quad muscles to break through the 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 hard tackles in between the tackles. And that's something that I thought he's good at anyway. Correct. He's very he was very elusive coming out of Iowa State, and and he maintained that elusivity. The is legs of Saquon Barkley. Uh, it is now. <laughs> it is now. I don't know. Sanders. File it with the dirt department. Um. But he is very elusive, and I think he can pick up the pieces that Jameer Gibbs may be missing in year one. All right? We're worried about a little bit of the pass blocking from Jameer Gibbs. David Montgomery does that okay. Mm-hmm. And he's not, they're not going to bruise up their brand-new diamond in Jameer Gibbs that they spent a 12th a twelve pick overall on running in between the tackles. Very and reaction. Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns Yeah, behind that offensive line. I think David Montgomery, he was poor – running near the goal line and on third downs in Chicago, but it's night and day with the offenses uh, with the, with the offensive line rather. And I think Dave Montgomery will contribute, but Gibbs is still the guy I want in that backfield. Their, their reaction to drafting Gibbs was like one of us getting a steal, like somebody falling in a rookie draft. at like pick yeah. eight. Like that's the reaction they had. And yeah. Like Sam like- Laporta falling to me at like, the 14th it was like when the Scott niners Fishbowl. drafted joe williams uh, even even greater though like they were that, that table was abused it was it was all the fun like they that's got to be a fun group to be a part of and that's what the lions are they're fun and gibbs i'm i'm gonna be happy yet sad that they didn't you know put swift in the situation which kind of makes me realize if if gibbs comes out and destroys like we wanted Swift to. Oh. It wasn't the Lions. It was Swift. Like, yeah, it might affect Swift really, really that's bad. That's the thing. Like that's what we're gonna realize is, hey, whatever happens with Gibbs is gonna really depend on how Swift is as a football player or not. We might just be able to buy low on Swift right now. It might have just I been mean, the franchise. Who knows? I mean, you can if you want. It's a risk. If you want a running back on the edge of their second deal, like yep. that's not a fun thing to do. But nope. 
Yeah, for me, Gibbs is what he's a top six dynasty RB already right yeah. now. Um, that's right nuts now, to me. I think he's six. Yes, he is dynasty okay. RB six, which is crazy. Like, yeah, hasn't even taken a snap. Second running back in the draft when I we mean, already Bijan's had... dynasty RB one. So like, but whatever. <laughs> we've been talking about Bijan for years, that's and true. Zeke was the same way. Zeke jumped right in. Barkley jumped right in. Like these. These generational guys, we kind of expect that to happen. Like we all hear the talk, like, "Oh, he could be RB one." I think us dynasty guys are like, "Okay, yeah, he's he's RB one in dynasty, hundred mm-hmm. percent." And Gibbs is a, is a surprise to me because there's a lot of people saying Zach Charbonnet over Gibbs, and all of a sudden Gibbs is RB six because he with the Lions. Like we we've done this before. I like Gibbs a lot. If Gibbs doesn't work on his pass protection, we may not see him as much as we hope, but. With their wide receiver core hurt with Jameson Williams being out six games, I think Gibbs is going to be all over the field. They're going to get him the ball quick. We could see four receptions a game, if not more. He's yeah. going to probably get 10 carries a game, if not more. Like, I mean, they've got three guys that are really big mismatches in the passing game. Gibbs, Laporta, and Amon Ra. Yeah, like and those I'm, guys. Those I'm, are the three guys that are going to eat in the passing game. 100%. And I, I will, I'll leave get, I'll leave Laporta to you. But uh, the last player I want to talk about is well, two players. Goff highly underrated. I think he's going to get an extension. He should. Uh-huh. Guy deserves yeah. it. Guy went through hell. Pretty much had his coach give up on him after he went to Super Bowl. And he's been like, good now with two teams. He's and he's totally so undervalued in in dynasty right now. QB yeah. twenty five. He finished QB ten last year. That's so stupid. Yeah, like Doug and I bought him for what. Uh, a thir- two thirds, I think it was, in trade addicts, something and like that. It was pe- dirt cheap. People thought we were just getting a you know a six game rental for the end of the year. We saw it as we're getting a great quarterback too. Still and relatively young. That's not even his price. He's not even quarterback two price. People don't believe in him. It's going up a little bit, but I think it's still obtainable. And the last player I want to talk about is Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm sorry, like that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I thought it was just because Hawkinson and Swift were hurt. It's not. <laughs> A lot of people I, did. This guy, I I shouldn't have done it. And I loved this guy since he was a freshman in USC. This guy was, I followed him forever. And yet, I feel like I gave up on him last year. I sold him for cheap if I had him. And I said, hey, this was only because Swift and Hawkson were hurt. Nope. This guy is elite. He should be a top 10, top 8 receiver. Uh-huh. He's just a guy. He could be Antonio Brown territory just from the target aspect and the way he plays. Yeah, I mean, I'll pour some sugar on that, Tyler. You hit the nail on the head. Dynasty uh, wide receiver eight it. right now. Finishes well wide receiver seven last season, and it will definitely continue, especially with the Jameson William knucklehead gambling suspension. I mean, he had 140-plus targets, 106 yeah. receptions, broke over 1,100 yards, the only thing that needs to come up Touchdowns a little need bit to regress positively, is, the, yeah. is the positive regression of the touchdown. Thank I think you, they Doug. will. Yeah. And and I think it, it it's bound to happen. It hasn't happened yet. And you know what? Well, Laporta he's, couldn't make he's that living, stuff happen. He's There's... living in wide receiver one, dynasty right wide receiver one territory without that. So well, there's always room to go up. Yeah. That means I mean, there's you, still a you... time where you can buy Amon Ross St. Brown. I think it may be now because his value at the end of the season is going to be untouchable. Yeah, some of those t- those Jamal Williams touchdowns, and I think sneakily the Lions had eight to ten touchdowns out of their tight ends last year. Like some of that is going to right the ship to Amon Ra, um, and it could be as early as this year. I fully believe that he is an elite player at his position. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, a lot of people, I was mad when the Pats didn't draft him and he, and he went to round four and I was like, ugh, I was so, I was not very happy about that. Like when they passed on Keenan Allen, when Keenan Allen went in the third round, I want, you know, here's the moral of the story is I should drive 45 minutes North and work in the Patriots scouting department because me personally, <laughs> me personally would do a better job drafting receivers than the, the crew that they have now. That's the thing is why don't teams hire some, like just one or two per building hire fantasy football people like us because on it like seriously AJ Brown and DK Metcalf we all loved and the yet, NFL you Network know, does it I was yeah. a huge DK guy but I did like, like Coop, Cooper Cup there's a lot of people on Cooper Cup even before this like Matt Matthew Barry was on Cooper Cup forever mm-hmm. and That's yet true. everybody is like no 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 like hire a couple fantasy football people just for your building to have that in your ear. Be like, hey, yeah. you know, I get you like this this division three guy and you want to draft him first receiver taken, but there's this six two monster that you can have <laughs> and he is so good. And he's gonna produce for fantasy if you draft him. Yeah. Maybe we, we should start that trend. We're not only gonna start the the varsity, the varsity jacket. jacket. And you get a varsity yeah. jacket when you when you sign us. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of getting things, you can maybe get some when you use Manscaped because you are going to be shorn like a fresh sheep. You are going to smell like a batch of roses. You are going to feel like silk. And smooth you know what? Leather, like those leather jackets we're, we're working on? Yeah, smooth as leather. Uh, absolutely amazing product with Manscaped. The proper grooming requires precision engineered tools, and they have that in spades. Lawnmower 4.0, wireless charger. It's waterproof, skin safe technology. It's not going to nick you up, which is amazing. It's got a little LED light on there. If you want to get get wild in the dark, feel free. Nose and ear trimmer, also in, included in the startup kit. Crop preserver, the cleanser, the reviver, all the things to make downtown smell absolutely pleasant and feel even more pleasant. So check it out. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls. They got nothing to do but to thank you for it. I got to use oh. our beard trimmer tonight, so I yeah, man, you're looking a little later. scruffy, man. It is. It's getting a little long. I get my hair cut on Tuesday before I fly out, and I, I gotta know. Trim it up got to too, trim so. up for Doug. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll bring all my manscaped items. You know, just bring them with. Yeah, bring them on the plane. You guys can do it together. Hey, it comes in a nice travel bag. So yeah, that is true. That is true. All right, our next team we're going to talk about are the Green Bay Packers. Lots of transition, especially at the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers has been traded to the New York Jets. So now it's Jordan Love season, which makes Tyler very excited because he has finally, been a Jordan Love guy <laughs> for a while. I don't even know who their backup is in Green Bay. Like, who's the backup? Sean Clifford, there? right? Oh, <laughs> the Penn State kid who probably won't make the team. So bad. So bad. Uh, we all know the running backs there. They've got Aaron Jones at the top of the depth chart, partnered with A.J. Dillon. Um, who's that? I'm trying to think even who their third string is. I don't even know. That's a good. That's a good point. And you know what? I don't even care. Oh, it's uh, Lou it's Nichols. They picked up undrafted free agent Patrick undrafted, Taylor, yeah. Tyler Goodson. Oh, yeah. Tyler I did Goodson. like Tyler. I Goodson. Saw, yeah, I still really like him. But yeah. he was a practice squad guy. Yeah, yeah. wide and, wide receiver. They've got Christian Watson, the rookie phenom from last year. Romeo Dobbs, who's been leading the league in hype so far in the last couple of weeks, all the time. <laughs> They go out and draft my boy, Jaden Reed, which made me very excited. So this is a very, very young, very inexperienced offense. And then at tight end, Robert Bagafunyans is gone. He went to our next team, the Chicago Bears. 
and they draft, they double tap tight end, which a lot of teams will do. They take Luke Musgrave as well as Tucker Craft. Um, so a very interesting, I think Green Bay is one of the most interesting teams in the NFL because you have the inexperienced quarterback. I mean, you have the two veteran running backs, but pass catchers, it could be some growing pains for this team. But I think that like by midseason, you could see them start to make some noise, Tyler. What do you think? What do you think about Jordan Love and crew? I mean, I'm a big Jordan Love fan. The thing is, as a Minnesota fan, like as a Minnesota fan, you want them to fail. But as a fantasy fan, I want Jordan Love to succeed. We've seen this with Green Bay two times. Brett Favre comes in. You got a ton of years with him, 15, 17 years. Then you think, okay, it's over. Aaron Rodgers, he's been sitting for four years. He can, Okay, there's another 17 years of great production from quarterback. Jordan Love sits four years. Ah, man, he's sitting four years. He can't be good. It's going to happen again. Like, we're sitting here all doubting it like we did with Rodgers, and it's going to happen again. They're going to be set at quarterback for 17 years. They're going to be, you know, relevant in the in the North. And ever all the other fans, like Detroit, who's got hope now, Minnesota, who's got hope now, and Chicago, who's getting a little hope, who we'll talk about, are it's all going to fade because the Packers are always just going to be the Packers. They're going to be on top since I've been, been here on Earth. It just seems like they're always there and going into fantasy talk now talk, not, not doing the fandom uh jordan love is a fine chance at quarterback and i don't think his price is crazy at all i mean we're talking about a late first for players at you know non-premium positions give me the chance at a quarterback with a late first because if love hits that one first goes to two first plus or it even goes a three first plus. Like he could produce. He could be a top ten quarterback that we've all sitting here like, hey, it's a Packers. They're a great organization. They know what they're doing. And here we are. Washington's repeat, Jordan Love, uh, a top ten dynasty quarterback. But there's risk. I mean, there's a reason why he sat four years. Up here mentally, he he didn't have it. He was making bad decisions. But the thing that I liked and a lot of scouts liked was his throwing motion. Now, all we hear is the guy can spin the ball. And I think I I think me personally, I knew that from watching the combine, from watching the tape, the guy could throw with given time and making the right reads. That's what it was all about. Hopefully the four years helps. I'm taking a chance on love. I know you guys aren't big on him. Doug's a little on the fence, but I know, James, you're not for it. But I'm all about Jordan Love. I think he's going to succeed, which hurts me as a Vikings fan. But I love if you held good on you. And I'll play devil's advocate here. Um, on the other side of it is the fact that, you know, it. yeah, he really hasn't played too much. And if I don't see it, sometimes I don't believe it. All I have to go off of is his college stats. Where he game threw last year. 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. I don't for want eight, that. For eight against Philly. Uh, yeah, that's that's nice. <laughs> he eight threw a touchdown. Eight. Yeah, I I really haven't seen it. And I think the the offense and the personnel on the offense speaks for itself when I say that it's going to be a run first team. And Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to play the main spotlight in this offense. And, and Dillon is the most intriguing one because his value is down there at running back 28. Oh, yeah, you're out. Cool. He's 25 I mean, years old. He's going into his okay. last year of his contract. Okay. All right. It all it takes is Aaron Jones to go down once. This uh and AJ I mean, Dillon we... pops up and can be 
and has the size to be a three down back. I've heard this two years straight. I don't. We've heard the story before. Aaron Jones. I get. He's he's old. He's starting to wash away. You know what? I've heard. I've I've heard this. I'm done fading Aaron Jones. Guy, the guy signed he's a contract good. and he restructured. He's. I'm not good. fading Aaron Jones. He I'm just saying in, AJ Dillon's about. He came into the league late. People forget about that. Like, oh, look at his age. He came into the league same year as Delvin Cook. He's just a couple years older than those guys, and it's because he came in late. You yeah, know what he's tap, doing? Yeah. He's outproducing these guys, and he's way cheaper in Dynasty. If I'm a contender and I'm able to go get a cheap piece, Aaron Jones is it. People look at that age. He's close to 29. No, 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 I don't want it. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take a chance on that for two years rather than go out and get a Joe Mixon for a late first if I have to. No, I'm going to get Aaron Jones for cheaper. I mean, Aaron uh, Jones, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, they're, they're all going into their second contract or are in their second contract, and they're all around the same area as, as far as dynasty um, ADP goes. So I, I'm, I, I enjoy Aaron Jones. I don't have too many shares of him in Dynasty. I, I think he's to. going I, to be an asset on that on that team and and very w- well could be an escape valve for Jordan Love if he gets pressured, which we saw Aaron Rodgers do a lot of. And he and Aaron Jones never really scored on the ground anyway. He only had two two rushing touchdowns. And the rest were re- five receiving touchdowns. So what you want is the volume and Aaron Jones will get first crack at it. I'm just saying with Aaron Jones getting a little bit older and it being a run first offense due to the fact that they don't have any much receiving weapons on the field. Dylan's very, very undervalued right now. I think he's, RB28. Dirt, cheap. I think he's dirt cheap right now. <sighs> I can't stand it. Like give me, uh, why do I want eight points hoping for a touchdown? Like that's what AJ Dylan is because like, those eight points could wind up turning into 16 to 20 points. But how much more often did, was it eight points? Six points, five points. It who's was a to lot say that Dylan? How, who's to say that next year, Aaron Jones in the last year of his contract, and they re-sign uh, AJ Dylan for six right. million dollars a year? I'm going to talk you out of AJ Dylan right now, James. You're not a Jordan Love fan, okay? No. This offense needs to move down the field for AJ Dylan to be of relevance to get a touchdown. If you don't think that's going to happen with Jordan Love, why are you buying AJ Dylan? Because they need to get down the field. Because they're a run-first so. team, and he's running the ball. Is he, though? With with Jones healthy, is he? Is he going to see that much volume that he's going to? I mean, with Jordan Love, an inexperienced quarterback, I could see them both getting 15 touches a game, to be quite honest. But 15 Until they carries un- for 40 yards is not okay no, for me. Really? He's going to get less than three yards a carry? Come on. That's a little. That's, that's a low disrespectful. Blow, Let's go through his stats from this past year because I started AJ you, Dillon in a couple leagues and it oh, was. So you're a scoring gross. lover. You're it was scoring gross. lover. I had him in Scott Fishbowl. I was super pumped. People were like, "Hey, this is this guy's gonna be a great RB two for your team." You know what he was? He was a great bench spot for my team because. How about he we start out with week one of last year and maybe we should okay. just stop there. Fifty-one percent snap share. Okay. Okay, 20.1 PPR fantasy points. Great. 10 let's, attempts. Let's keep going. 45 yards and a touchdown. And he had five receptions. Let's keep going. For I was told he yards. couldn't catch the ball, James. I, I thought let's he couldn't keep, let's catch. Let's keep going, though. Let's keep going. What? Where do you? Where else do you want to go? You tell me. That's week one. Great. I want to okay. move He's on from A.J. Hot. Dillon. He's sucking up way too much bandwidth I am on this moving podcast. on from A.J. Dillon. Right. That's the whole point. We can table this one for another day at oh, another yeah. time. We're yeah. definitely Quiet revisiting James. this. 
Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, if you drafted Luke Musgrave, I think that uh, obviously he's got all the opportunity in the world as a rookie. We know rookie tight ends. This class is great. There's going to be a lot of rookie tight ends that are going to be immediate starters. Laporta, Musgrave, Michael Mayer, I believe, Kincaid. He's got to split with Knox a little bit. Um, I think that they, they, not only Musgrave, but this class could really buck the trend of rookie tight ends not producing because they're going to be thrown right into it. Yep. So I like Luke Musgrave. I really like, really, really like Jaden Reed because you talk about a guy that has a different skill set than Watson and Dobbs. Could be a quarterback's best friend. Good route runner. Charted well in reception perception with Matt Harmon. Uh, so I like, he has draft capital. He's a top 50 pick. So I like Jaden Reed quite a bit. I was able to get him in the late second um, in a lot of rookie drafts and he was one of my targets there. So yeah, I think this this offense, very, very interesting. Um, to say the least. And speaking do, of it, go ahead. I, I, about Jane Reed, my only problem with him is, you know, Matt Harmon talks about the steady drum beat, and you really hope to hear news about rookie receivers really popping or or showing something, and it's quiet about him. Like it's all about it's Dobbs, and if Dobbs is taking the, Dobbs is taking the spotlight from him, mini camps like, are like two think, days, Tyler. I, I personally think <laughs> Dobbs is like he's just a guy. Like he's yep. he's there. So if he's taking the spotlight over him, like I don't think it really matters outside of Christian Watson, I because they're going to run the ball I, with AJ. I Dillon. agree with Doug about Musgrave. I think people are really sleeping on Musgrave due oh, to yeah, the injury, sure. injury and thinking that they drafted the uh, you know the tight end in the third round. They didn't have any depth, so Tucker Craft was a great depth piece, and Musgrave is the guy that they went out and got. I mean, they had their option at receiver there, and they passed and said, "No, we want this guy." This tight end, and that's what we're going. Like, didn't wasn't he taken b- before Mayer? No, early La- second round. It was pick. Laporta before Mayer. Okay. Yeah, and then Musgrave was after that. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really like Musgrave. I think he's my most rostered rookie, and I was snagging him up at the end of the seconds in tight end premiums. I, I really like his skill set, especially in this offense. Yeah. Speaking of offenses that we might like, I'm not really sure of yet. We're, still, pieces. Pieces. We're gonna, we do like pieces. We're going to move on to the Chicago Bears. Obviously, Justin Fields at the helm, over 1,000 yards rushing last year. Struggled a bit as a passer, but didn't have a lot of weapons. You know, Darnell Mooney was hurt. I mean, there wasn't anybody that really popped in their offense outside of Fields last year. Montgomery had a solid season with them. So we got Justin Fields. Who's the backup there? Is it Chase Daniel or is he in LA? I don't even know. I'm terrible with backup quarterbacks, by the way. It, I don't yeah. think it matters. <clears throat> I, think it I think it's a Russian quarterback. Uh, maybe. A Russian quarterback? Like his name's like Oleg Tuktarov. PJ Walker and Nathan, the, See, the neck Peterman. I knew it was a PJ Russian. Carolina Panthers legend, PJ Walker. Yes. PJ Walker, still Yikes. in the league. XFL, PJ Walker. He followed Walker. DJ Moore. He was part of the trade. The, the original Moore. XFL. Yeah. They just didn't know it. They're like, wait, B- PJ wasn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's in it. <laughs> Made him feel uh, comfortable walking in the door with PJ. Yes. In the backfield, we've got new additions in the backfield. So Khalil Herbert is uh, is a holdover. He's there. I love Khalil Herbert. I love the talent. I hope he gets first crack at it. But they did sign Donta Foreman, who has had a nice little post-Achilles resurgence in the last couple of years with the Titans and the Panthers. And he's looked really, really good. He was cranking it out for the Panthers last year, 100-yard games. He's a mean runner, like a Marshawn Lynchian type of runner, just as in the explosiveness, obviously, with the Achilles. But they bring in Dante Foreman. They draft a lot of people's 
one of their favorite running backs in this class, Roshan Johnson, who obviously backed up and split carries with Bijan. Um, so there's some opportunity there for Roshan possibly. So the backfield is a little bit of, we don't know a lot of question marks there, which I think you can go and get those pieces incredibly cheap and kind of roll the dice and, and try to hit on one. Khalil yeah, Herbert. A lot of Kansas um, city field to that backfield. Yeah, very much so. And then at wide receiver, they make the trade. They move down from the 101 to the 109 with the Carolina Panthers. And the biggest piece of that trade is wide receiver DJ Moore. We're going to get Darnell Mooney back this off season or this season, Chase Claypool. We've already heard some trouble in paradise with him. Yeah, video came out of him training and people are like, look at this. The guy tried to juke and I go, who's getting faked out by that? Like he, such I, a promising rookie oh year God. with 10 total touchdowns. And it's been nothing but downhill for Chase. Claypool ever since. And we brought that up a couple it's years lazy. ago about his attitude. And he's a you know, knucklehead. I, I said, I hope it changed. There was a video coming out of the fight that he had. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where it all started. Absolute. Wolf knucklehead chase claypool uh and then at tight end we've got cole Komet, who i still like but they bring in robert tanyan i don't think tanyan's gonna siphon targets off Komet. i think Komet's gonna be a solid six to seven target a game type of tight end i don't think he's ever gonna be a top eight tight end but could he be a back end tight end one i could be at this point that's how tight end is um so i still like cole Komet. i think that fields and him have a good um rapport which is important now on the Bears, other pass catchers. I'm. I, I feel like I'm forgetting a name that they not a relevant. One. Oh, that they drafted Tyler Scott, who a lot of people really like um, as a as a late round flyer, and I've got him pretty affordable in some rookie drafts, either as a UDFA or a round five pick. Yeah. Because you look at it, Mooney's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. You've got Scott could replace Mooney. They have a very similar skill set. Um, but I want Tyler. I want you to talk about like DJ Moore. We know he's been consistent over a thousand yards every year. He's been in the league. I believe, you know, at least four touchdowns. That's pretty much his baseline, a, t- a relative target hog. Are you scared off of DJ Moore because of Justin Fields? Um, yes and no. Okay. Now for me, so it's, maybe it's kind of the area where Jalen hurts was last year. Like, are you willing to take the jump with fields hurts? Were you willing to take the jump with him? Because there's questions. Now, for me, uh, the the Bears have enough draft capital next year to possibly move up. Or they could have the 101 if they're that bad again. That's the thing. If they have the 101, I think they're going away from fields. They're going to go away from fields, get Caleb Williams, and build around him or Drake May. Like It depends on what kind of player they are looking for. Do they want Herbert or do they want a Hurts style or, or that? That's the question with Fields. We're in that position now that he's Fields is what quarterback seven eight in Dynasty eight. right now eight, yeah. and that's very high. Now I tried trading him in a league that year in Doug ten thousand lakes league. It's impossible because his value is so high, and you have that value for the rushing that people don't want to deal with it because they're in the same position. Like, hey, is this guy going to be there? Or is he just going to be a guy that's going to get traded, new offense? There's a lot team. of similarities between Justin Fields' situation and Jalen Hurts' situation in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, is Jalen Hurts the guy? Are they going to trade? Are they going to bring someone in? And then, so Jalen Hurts in his first year as a starter struggled as a passer. That's what I just said, Doug. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's crazy. I'm just, no. reassur- I'm just re- doubling we down. Can, we can look, so we can look me, yes. for, back even further and, and say... Lamar Jackson struggled in his yeah. first year as a passer as well. And we all look to him as maybe one back. of the 
the top <laughs> yeah like a running back so maybe we receiver. should just be looking at justin fields as a running back i mean if we looked at the offseason tea leaves read them wisely from the the chicago bear coaches they're saying that why would we take away the best thing best part of his game which is running so i i think they improvising yeah. they improvise him into their own system and say okay we need to build around justin fields we need a an absolute um reliable wide receiver in dj Moore. And that's what they did they went out and got one that'll open it up a little bit for darnell mooney so he can actually be a wide receiver three and yes i said wide receiver three because that's probably really where yeah. he should cole, be cole Komet will be the probably the second target yes and he and cole Komet, you know totally underrated right now for dynasty dynasty tight end 17 wow. finished his tight end seven yeah. last year even with adding robert tunyon he should not be that low no. um they it's crazy that he off. finished at tight end seven they, last year. They revamped yeah. the offensive line, which is exactly what they needed. You need to give Fields just like a couple milliseconds more because if you're getting rushed, your throwing motion is going to be off too. And that's all the talk. Like his throwing motion's off. I did see his throwing motion. He's working on it. And for me personally, when you know you get back into that mode, you're going to go back to old habits. And I think that's what's going to happen to Fields with DJ Moore and Fields. Doug, going back to your question. Um if you're in a win now team, I think I'd rather have him than any of the three later receivers or two later receivers. Uh, it's probably like 107 is where I'm I'm kind of tagging DJ Morat. He's 26. Still got yeah. some still got some uh, tread on those tires. And the best part is Justin Fields, pretty deep ball. He's got a very nice deep ball. And DJ Moore, what he's really hasn't been utilized with is the deep ball. It's always been short run after catch yeah and he gets he gets the occasional deep ball but he doesn't have a quarterback like this since cam newton i, I would think... love to see i would love to see a team use dj more like the seahawks is to use doug baldwin or mm. tyler lockett like yeah. use him like tyler lockett. Maybe, i mean not as much as baldwin man the slot but he would get deep shots too like yeah, seattle they, yeah. that was and he had the, and and dj more reminds me a little bit of doug baldwin um but but better i think he's better than doug baldwin but yeah. baldwin was a a scrappy player who was consistent that could run good routes and that could stretch the field if he needed to and did stretch the field in Seattle. But DJ Moore just has never been used like that. So that would so, make a lot of sense. Uh, quarterbacks wise. Um, what are you guys doing with Justin Fields? If uh, like we all talked about, he's, we all agree. He's in that hurts mode from last year. They have all the draft capital in the world to move on from him next year. They were a bad team last year. They had the one one They could move on. Like, what should we do? <sighs> I have fields and I'm still on the fence about it. Like I would love personally, because he's my second quarterback. I have Herbert. I would love to get Bryce Young plus, but I tried that and I can't do that. Like for me, mm. I I'm looking for more safety. But if he's your quarterback one, and you kind of want like he is in a very tough position, and it's more about the belief. I think with Fields, it's interesting because if Chicago struggles this year and Fields doesn't grow that much, that's a totally different front office than that drafted Justin Fields. They're gone. Yeah. So there's no necessarily loyalty, and and as we know in the NFL, when someone takes over a front office, they want to bring in their guys, and like you said, they're going to have the draft capital to do that if they so choose. So for me, it's a make or break year for Justin Fields, not as a, necessarily as a player, but in Chicago. So could he go somewhere where he could be better? For sure. Um, go back to Atlanta. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I think if I have Justin Fields and someone wants to to pay me his value, I would move on from him. 100%. If I because, could get his actual value, yes. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I he's, he's going to be a, a top five guy. Like, dynasty trade calculator, and, and your move with Bryce Young intrigued me, Tyler, so I had to look it up. Uh, Bryce Young... 2024 fourth and second would get you Justin Fields. If I can get that for Justin Fields, I'm out. See you later. Bye. Yeah. If I honestly, there's a chance you might be able to do uh, Bryce Young in a first next year for Fields. That, especially that, if you I get, would do that. Especially if you get a person that is a big Fields believer. Like they're they're out there. There's a lot they of are. people that absolutely love Justin Fields and his ability to run. Don't get me wrong. He's a great fantasy asset for me in Dynasty. I'm looking for comfort at quarterback. I want to know I'm going to have them for years. Like that's for me at quarterback. If I'm drafting him, like a young or a Stroud, like if you tear down. That's what I said. Yeah, I was thinking more of the Stroud Stroud because I have a lot of Stroud. Yeah, you're Stroud. You're Stroud guy. How about Anthony Richardson straight up for for Fields? I 100% am doing that. I'm taking Richardson because I believe Richardson is a better passer right (laughs) now. Than fields like his throwing motion is better for me the the way he throws and the way i don't he get looks, caught up in throwing motion as much i mean look at I, patrick mahomes yeah. i mean <laughs> i mean like, pat mahomes is different and people hated his throwing motion i, I, I mean look at philip rivers like he has the ugliest throwing motion forever but and he's probably gonna be a hall now. of fame quarterback i know i think i think justin fields i think justin fields value right now in dynasty is pretty safe barring any injury of course i can't see his value skyrocketing past to where it is unless he really gets the he's throwing not gonna going to surpass a Lamar or a yeah Bruce so I mean he's currently hurts, if he he's hurts. currently QB eight I mean the most he can go up is six to five maybe and I, I so I'm not passing Jackson I yeah can see if he I don't, if he throws better if he throws better but what did the Ravens do they went out and added to their wide receiver room too so I don't I don't see his value changing as much so I I think if you can get out get out now He's a he's going to be a declining value eventually because he's that run first quarterback. So yep. if you're getting a younger one in Anthony Richardson plus, then yeah, okay, I'm down for that. Yeah, for me, for me, it's the my belief in the player. I think, like I said, Richardson is definitely me personally. I think he's a better thrower than Fields. So if I'm getting kind of the same upside and plus probably more years with Richardson, and uh, debatable. I think Richardson has. I think three Richardson years. has a better coach that's really tailored to what yes. he can do too. That's a big. Difference. I agree and, with that. And three yeah. years, I think Richardson's starting three years, no matter what in Indy. They're taking, you know, they're taking the hits, they're taking the lumps, and they're gonna roll with it. And for me, Fields, like that's the problem is after this year, Fields what needs are to win doing? some ball games. Otherwise, Chicago fans will start screaming. And they they were very close ball, football games, and Fields did everything he could to stay in those. But man, when he's running the ball, there's a Every time he ran the ball, I'm like, oh, God, he's going to get hurt. He's mm-hmm. going to get hurt. And, and he, he got did. sacked a lot. He got nicked up so much. But he's that been sacked the most line. in the NFL, I think, in the last two years. They drafted a nasty Reminds me offensive of Cam lineman. Mm. Nasty, nasty offensive lineman. And that should definitely help. And they they did their best to to kind of work that yeah. to be more of a wall. And they are massive offensive linemen yep. that are on that line. So that's always a nice thing. For running backs, the cheapest. I mean, Roshan's definitely the most expensive, Form, I think. Foreman's the cheapest. Foreman, Foreman, Foreman's not bad, Foreman though. Foreman it is. Like, they paid him. I, yeah. li- I like Herbert. Uh, it's going to be I a love three-headed Herbert. monster. Foreman's yeah. going to be the short yardage back. I would not be shocked if they're, got, they're a team that goes on and get Kareem Hunt either. 
Very so. similar skill set to Roshan Johnson. Yeah. Keep it all muddied up. Yeah. 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 And Cole Komet, underrated. Especially if Roshan doesn't pick up the offense and Khalil Herbert's still lagging. Well, I think Roshan, because he's he's such a team player and he's very good like on special teams, I think that run. is going to be... Uh, His pass blocking is great, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, uh, interesting. I do I do want one. Uh, Darnell Mooney? Yeah. I saw him go for, I think it was a second. Too much. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not about that. I know Take pictures that came out. And run. I know pictures came out. Him all beefed up, coming back from injury. Yeah, cool. I, I'm good. I'm staying away from Mooney. This passing attack is not. It's going to be DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, agree. I I agree with that 100. percent All right, well that is going to wrap up the NFC North. Thank you, boys. Beautiful job. We ran a little long. That's okay. We had some good things to talk about. You know, we want to talk about Fields and Hurts over and over again, and you know, we did that. So that's always good. Uh, I, I do want to make sure you go and check out our friends over at DynastyNerds.com. Sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. You get trade tools. There's an extra episode, prospect film room, prospect scores, Dynasty GM, just all sorts of really cool stuff on there. And while you're on the internet, heck, go on Viridian Global and check out DHH. You need a fresh new t-shirt because it's so humid up here in the Northeast. You've just been sweating through them left and right. You can get a new t-shirt. You can get a hat You know, in the winter. Winter's coming. Hoodies. That's what they say. Actually, it, it started a month ago here in Minnesota. <laughs> I know. I'm just glad I'm out there and it's nice out. That's Doug, that's don't forget thing. to pack the electric blanket. Huh? Yes. Yeah. With my electric razor. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a beautiful time. So we'll see. I don't know what we're doing for next week. I know James will be here. Tyler will be here. I don't know if I'm going to be broad, broadcasting in person with Tyler. Remote. I don't know what I'm doing. We'll figure it out. Um, guess, maybe I take um, the week off. I don't know. We got to figure it out Saturday, but. There's not going to be a lot of thinking Saturday. Just a lot of drinking. Yeah, oh that'll be the only inking we're doing. Well, maybe shrinking? No, not shrinking. Expanding? That's not an inking. Eh, whatever. I want to see two faces on one screen. Two one faces. <laughs> Just His one face long face. On top of your face. Like face off? Yeah. He took his Take face. All right, that is going to do it this week for Dynasty Happy Hour. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Check us out every week. Or not. (laughs) Yeah, we have good times here. This is what it's all about. For James, for Tyler, I'm your host, Doug. We will see you next week, possibly you, on Dynasty Happy Hour.